when it comes to independent movies, I mean, uh, you know, I I, I don't want to say Corona (laughs) was a blessing, but it certainly boosted the independent movie thing, you know, to, to a different level because you're on the same now platform as, as big multi-million dollar budget films, um, you know, in streaming and, and getting the word out about your movie. So it, it is kind of a weird little blessing to, to have all these people shut in and, and looking to watch stuff. So um, starting with that, I'll, I'm going to go to the director first, Vincent. Um, putting this movie together is no easy task. Tell me a little bit about the process you had. Uh, yeah, well, thanks, Tony, for having us on. Um, yeah, I, th- you know, independent filmmaking is, I think any filmmaking is insanely challenging, uh, first of all. Um, and then when you're working on a movie like Faith-Based, where um, you don't have all the money in the world and you don't have all the bells and whistles that the, the big guys do, uh, it becomes a real, you know, work of passion where you just kind of have to convince everyone that's on your team that this is worth uh, working on. And faith-based is no exception to that. You know, people aren't getting big paychecks. Uh, Cast isn't getting paid incredibly well. The crew, you know, in some cases we're working for free. Uh, So this has to be something where people believe in the idea uh, and they have to believe in the team of people that are, that are coming together to work on this. So, uh, yeah, to your point of, you know, 2020, you know, and our situation with COVID, uh, you know, going into making this, of course, we had no idea this was going to happen this year. Uh, but to then come into our release year and sort of have this, uh, you know, hitting the reset button in terms of how movies are getting released is kind of an interesting thing to be talking about right now, because even the big guys are trying to figure out and scramble what to do with their movies. So, you know, we'll see what that means when Faith Base comes out, but we're, you know, we're excited to be having these conversations for sure. You know, and it, it all starts with the page. Luke, you're, you're the writer. I mean, where did you come up with this, the idea of, of I don't know, are, 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 we, are we spoofing uh, Faith Base movies? Are we, is it a love letter to Faith Base movies? I, I wouldn't call it a love letter. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of aspects of this movie stem from some version of art imitating life and, uh, and kind of the thesis is no exception. Uh, Vince and I, and, and Tanner was a producer as well. The first movie that I wrote and Vince directed was a, a horror comedy called Fear Inc. Uh, and it, we got really lucky with a great cast. It premiered at Tribeca, had this kind of great run. And we thought that, uh, very shortly after, we would be uh, creating the next Stranger Things or some massive studio movie. And a couple years in, when that hadn't happened, uh, we're out there pitching movies and pitching ideas for TV shows. Uh, I, at one point, looked to Vince and said, we should just make a really bad Christian movie, cast Kirk Cameron in it, and then use the millions of dollars that we make to fund these movies that everyone's saying no to. Um, and that kind of evolved into, actually, that's a pretty funny idea. And, uh, and I don't know, a year and a half later, we're talking to you about this movie. Yeah, and, and it is wickedly funny. I, you know, uh, had, had you ever written or worked on a Christian movie before? Yeah, I have watched a lot of them. And all three of us come from some version of the evangelical Christian mm-hmm. upbringing. Uh, my dad was a pastor, so... 
while I haven't worked on a Christian movie, I have I was pretty familiar with the territory. When when you put something like this, I'm sorry, I'm a little verklempt right now. I I don't know why. Um, but when you we're really handsome, like, Tony. We're all uh, very good looking. How good looking we are, via <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just blown away, and I'm if it's and all I'm the time. confident. I'm a confident heterosexual, and yet <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah, we I'm, have I'm that effect. Falling in love, uh, Tanner. When you were approached with this as well, I mean, had you guys obviously you guys have known each other, mm-hmm. uh, so there's an instant chemistry. Is there an instant shorthand as well when you're doing films? Oh yeah, um, the, you know one of the most things. Um, Vince and Luke and myself have known each other for years. We've collaborated a lot on different sort of creative ideas, whether they be funny ideas for short films or funny ideas for literally some silly internet skit we're going to put on Instagram or like some of those uh, pitches that Luke was even talking about. We, we've brainstormed a lot together, the three of us. And so when, um, when Luke first hit me up and he was like, hey, uh, bouncing around this idea for this thing called faith-based. Um, there's a lot of shorthand that goes into it after that, because it's like, we kind of know what makes each other tick creatively. And so if, if Luke has an idea and Vince and I both laugh, or then we know it's a great idea and, and the same thing sort of vice versa. You do have a great cast in this. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, Jason Alexander, um, you know, he, he's, he's a terrific artist, but, did you allow him some freedom to improv? I mean, uh, was was that there? You know, it's interesting with Jason, uh, you know, our approach with this entire movie was to do improv as much as we as much as we could on an independent film in the time that we had. Um, but we shot everything in this movie with two cameras and we'd essentially, you know, get through what was scripted and then have the actors kind of do a version where they get to run with it. And Luke and Tanner we were working obviously with them the most. So there's a lot of little bits and improv that ended up in the movie with Jason. We approached it the same way. We said, Hey, we're going to get through the lines and then we kind of want to allow you to run with it. And the first time we said that in rehearsal, he looked at us and he said, you know, I come from, uh, I come from the school of Larry David where he doesn't let you change a word. He doesn't let you change an eh, uh to a the so i'm going to stick to the words but i'm going to give you a different variation of actions and how i how i perform it which he did and you know there's an amazing moment between him and luke where he you know kicks him in the balls and that was that was a jason alexander exclusive that he gave us in the moment where he sort of you know we were trying to block the scene and we had one thing in you know, in our heads. And then Jason said, well, what if I do this? And he did it in rehearsal and the entire crew laughed and we're like, all right, let's do that. So that was the kind of improving he did, which was, which was super fun. How much hair pulling did you have Luke with, with the script too? I mean, did, did it go through rewrites right up to the day of shooting? Uh, I mean, we were, we were tweaking and changing uh, throughout the entire shoot. You know, we'd, you know, we're, you know, as much as I'm proud of the script, I'm also wanting to make the best movie possible. So we would kind of get there on the day and very much open it up to the people playing the roles in terms of like, what is the best version of this scene for them? Um, whether that's tweaking a character's, uh, tweaking a character or a story or just having them have the ability to tweak their line to make it more comfortable. You know what I mean? It was very much a collaboration in, in in that regard. And like Vince said, it was like, we love improv. And so we would kind of make sure we got what was necessary 
for the story and then kind of go crazy. And oftentimes we'd go way too crazy and it would never have a chance in hell of making the final cut. But every now and again, you get a diamond in the rough in that scenario. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, Tanner, tell me about your co-stars. I mean, you have a really, really lovely cast in this and, and everybody, you could tell that everybody was loving doing this. I mean, that's way in the back, but there, there was this really great feeling of camaraderie when you're watching the film. Yeah, the great thing, the great thing about duking it out on the grind of being an actor or a creator in Los Angeles is that after a decade, um, you've got a lot of really talented friends. And so there are the, uh, the Jason Alexanders of the world, the Margaret Cho's, the David Kegner's, the Lance Reddick's, who are kind of like new to our circle for, for this film, but otherwise, everyone else is more or less someone that we know or that we'd worked on short films with before. And so uh, sort of our core group, um, Marlon, Richard, and Carly, and then myself and Luke, um, the, uh, those are, we've all worked together on short films in the past, literally that, that, that same core group. And so I, th I think that that plays a lot into what makes some of those group scenes pop so well. Is, is truly these are people we've known and, and we've made each other laugh for years. Vincent, when, when you're dealing with a cast of, of, uh, of actors and, and you're sharing, you know, group scenes and things like that, are you aware of individual mo movements and moments that, that each, each cast member may have? Do you focus on stuff like that or is it just one big scene and you're taking it all in? Uh, it's both. I mean, you know, by the time we show up to set, um, you know, I, we've been de working with this story and talking about it and doing research for so long that, um, you know, by the time we show up and we're working, it's, we, you know, I try to know the scene as well as possible so I can sort of have a macro view and make sure that we're tracking the story as we go, but also trying to be very in the moment and notice little things back and forth. And that's hard to back to bounce between those two things. But I think that's, you know, the job of any filmmaker is, is to make sure we're catching those things. And the beauty of working with Tanner and Luke and, and having, you know, created this thing from the start together, you know, we had each other to bounce back and forth while we're on set while we were in post-production. So if I was missing anything, these guys would jump in and go, hey, what about this? Or, you know, did you notice that little thing there? And that's the great thing about collaborating is, you know, it takes a group, a large group of people to make something like this. And, um, and so at the end of the day, it, it just becomes this, this beautiful work that we all sort of put our, our voice in, and, uh, and feeling into. Were you all involved in post-production? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I spent most amount of time with our editor kind of get crafting the story and, you know, and working on the individual moments and trying to get the thing, you know, as solid as possible. And my background is editing. So that's like, that's an area where I love to like, you know, just kind of sit, you know, the guys would come in, we'd screen it and, uh, you know, internally and then we had multiple uh, screens where we'd have friends and people that didn't knew nothing about the project to come in and kind of give us their perspective and we had lots of conversations in post-production to make sure that by the at the end of the day the three of us were as happy as possible with the final product. Luke was there anything on the cutting room floor so to speak that broke your heart that you wanted <laughs> in the film? <laughs> 
trying to yeah, think of something that broke my heart. Um, <laughs> we definitely cut a lot of stuff, but, but nothing, uh, obviously we were all involved in those conversations. So there was nothing that we cut that I thought would have made the movie better. Everything we cut, I think made the movie better because we cut it. Um, I'm trying to think if there was there any like specific scenes that we cut that I thought were, you know, we had a whole, we had a whole sequence in there that, that actually we lifted a, a pretty big portion of that was kind of me and Tanner or, it's more so Tanner, but both of us at a certain point kind of learning to church. Um, and we had some really great actors in it that were really funny. And at the end of the day, as we were watching the movie, we kind of realized that wasn't what the movie was about. It wasn't about these guys learning to church. It was a story about friendship and a story about finding your purpose and whatnot. And so all of that was pretty easy to cut in terms of just making the movie better, but that was like a lot of like fun moments with fun actors that uh, it was sad to not have it in there. I have one that Luke was in, that Tanner was in as well. The Tanner bits kept, <laughs> stayed in. So the sequence where Tanner and Luke, sort it's a breakup montage between these two guys that are kind of going on their own paths. And there's a sequence in there where Tanner and the character Lisa go on a date at a carnival. And that's a sequence where we stole it. This is an independent film. And we saw a, a pop-up carnival in the Los Angeles Valley. And we bought tickets and we went inside and we filmed this scene. You know, talk about guerrilla filmmaking. Uh, no one stopped us. And so, you know, Tanner and Lisa are going on these rides. And we brought Luke along with us to, you know, what if we have Luke in the background? Like he's creepily watching these two have a great date. And so at one point there's this, the, you know, beautiful kiss moment. And in the background, there's a ride going and our it's DP. It's not going though. Yeah. So our, we're about to shoot this scene and our director of photography looks at the camera and the ride stops. And we're like, okay, we need this ride spinning before they kiss. So Luke's down on the ground and I call Luke and I say, Hey, uh, can you actually get on this ride? So it'll start up so we can get <laughs> I this just need in to the give background. the smallest context to this story. And that is, <laughs> This entire carnival was probably built in 45 minutes that morning. And it is, this ride is like, it spins constantly over and over again. You can hear the metal ratcheting around. We had tried to go on a different ride earlier. And right beforehand, the guy running that ride was like, ah, sorry, it just broke down. And so I'm just like, no, I'm not going to get on this thing that's going to like have me killed. And I finally get on it and I, I agree to do it. And as I'm on this ride, I'm screaming, it's terrible. People's purses and phones are like flying by my head. And then all of a sudden, like you watch the movie now and you see in the background of this beautiful kiss scene, this ride going back and forth. They never used any of the footage that has me getting on the ride or on the ride. It's like I did this for a complete. Uh, but it's all because of Luke. And, and if you listen real click carefully, you could hear him screaming like a baby in the background. Risk, risk my life for that shot. <laughs> well, throw, you got to throw it in the director's cut version. You know, for yeah, yeah, right. It's just six minutes of me on the ride. When that happens. Tanner, how about you? Oh man, uh, there were so many, as it kind of echoes what, what Luke said, there were so many fun scenes that we had to truncate just a lot because, you know, there's something that you think is really funny on the day and then when you get to looking at it in the, great, in the greater piece of the film, you go, okay, well, we don't really need the last five minutes of this scene. You know, we get to the point in the first. I'll give you another quick one, though. Um, uh, original, we, we changed the ending. And so we shot a whole ending where, man, okay, spoiler alert for anybody watching the film, uh, 
So the guys make the right choice at the end of the film with the money that they make from a prayer in space, right? They make the, the mm -hmm. right choice for Elevate Church. But at the, or the original ending, they didn't make the same exact right choice. And so we filmed an entire scene where <laughs> Luke blows his money on one of those like three-wheeled cars and is like <laughs> driving it off into the sunset. And then we revealed that we got our, our character played hilariously by David Urey, the uh, kind of our, our homeless bar patron, uh, <laughs> that he was actually hired to fix the roof of the church. And so that was a scene that I always thought was funny. Like to me, that's so funny that, that these guys at the end are still kind of scoundrels. Um, but then we just decided, you know, it, it's a better story overall if we have a more heartwarming ending. You know, again, you should have the alternative ending on the on the Criterion cut when you get there. there we go. Criterion, Criterion cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up next for you guys? I mean, you seem like you're like a theatrical troupe, you know, and you're, mm -hmm. you're going to be moving to something else. Is that true? Uh, we're like carnies, man. <laughs> there's, definitely, there's definitely a thing that we're working on r right now that we can't talk a whole lot about sure. mostly because faith-based uh is about to come out and that's like the main focus but there's there's something that we've got in our back pockets that the three of us are like super excited about we're finished uh we've got multiple drafts of the script are finished and hoping to hoping uh knock on wood to to shoot this thing next spring uh, would you consider the film is it is it a low budget SAG film? But yeah, the, you mean faith based? Yeah, yeah, faith based was uh, uh, about as low of a budget SAG film as you can get. But yeah, it was it was legal. Well, there you go. <laughs> Jason Isaac actually paid to be in it. Now, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, congratulations on faith based. It's it's been fun talking with you about you know the behind the scenes stuff because again. Uh, the trials and tribulations of independent filmmaking, you know, is one of those great stories that you have with each film. I mean, finding the carnival, you know, and then it's going, well, let's use this. You know, that's yeah. such a great thing that happens uh, with independent films. Was it was there like a lot of that going on with faith based? Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole the whole movie is like, how can we how can we put this thing together for, for no money? And there's a lot of cast and a lot of locations, which are the two, two of the things that you're told when you're an independent filmmaker to keep at a minimum, because those things cost a lot of money. And so when you've got a lot of talented friends, uh, then you start looking at locations that you have access to. So we shot a lot of this movie at Tanner's house. We shot some of it at Luke's house. We shot in my backyard. We shot at uh, Luke's in-laws house. We shot at the bar that the guys work at. So it's like literally, what do we have? What do we have that we can that we can pull this thing together and make it work? And yeah, I mean that's kind of the name of the game when you're when you're making a movie like this. That's brilliant because you know I think LA is much too savvy now about you know locations and things mm -hmm. like that. Come out here to Salt Lake City and shoot. That, that'd yeah. be fun. It's, it's true. It is very different. My sister had, they had a film shoot in her town in Indiana last year. And it was, it was like places were basically begging them to come shoot there versus here where they're like, Oh, you want to be here for an, an hour at our tiny coffee shop? Here's it's 10 grand. Yeah. And, and no coffee. You have to pay. For <laughs> no yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, congratulations. Faith based. Uh, it, is it streaming everywhere now? It comes out October 9th, streaming everywhere, October 9th, streaming anywhere you can buy or rent a movie. So, you know, all the iTunes, Amazon, Voodoo's of the world. The apps, uh, even like a lot of your cable services that have VOD uh, built in, it'll be on those as well. It'll make more money than Tenant, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs>
well, from Tony, your mouth it, to God's ears. Yeah. Well, Tony, if you're right on that, then I'm coming to Salt Lake City and I'm buying you dinner. <laughs> It'll be my treat. And, you know, again, um, it, it's, it's just such a funny film. And I wish we could talk more about, you know, how it, how, how it develops. But I want people to enjoy it and not have every scene explained either. You know, it's, mm. it's a comedy. It's, it's a buddy picture. It's got a morality. It's a morality play in it. And yet it's just off the wall funny too. So uh, congratulations again, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you so thank much, you man. So much, we appreciate man. it. This celebrity interview is sponsored by. I'm Annette Severella with Pia Anderson Moss Hoyt, Utah's leading entertainment law firm serving clients nationwide. We provide solid, attentive representation, focusing on minimizing risk, reducing cost, and protecting the reputation and privacy of our clients. Our goal is to provide you with the legal representation you need to make the right decisions and to protect you and your creative works. Call or email me for a free consultation.